What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Middle call! Hey, Did you see um, Savvy Amusing last night uh, quit as the Lakers GM <laughs> or president? Uh, I, I, I did. Do you think uh, Magic is the first executive to be taken down by Twitter? Incredible, Sla- John. Slash, he just missed tweeting because he couldn't tweet. One thing that he mentioned, he really wanted to give a shout-out to Russell after the 2020-20, but he but couldn't. tampering? Even though, would anyone have said anything? I don't think so. I think you can tamper on that one. Um, this podcast is brought to you by E. What a great week. What a great week. This podcast is brought to you by Ease, the best delivery, delivery platform to get the best legal license, fully tested marijuana products delivered to you in CA. Anyone 21 and over can get verified online in minutes, John. Yep. E-A-Z-E dot com, guy. Promo code HAM. You get $20 off your first delivery. Over $50, you get a free delivery. Excuse me, $20 off your first purchase. Yep. Over $50, free delivery. Your pre-rolls, your vapes, your edibles. You know, you get that little Todd Gurley arthritis going. You got the topicals. You got it all. You They're in your area, Southern California, the Valley, obviously our area, the city, where Haberman is right now, the East Bay, where I am right now, Sacramento, where we're not far away from right now. They're everywhere, guy. They're everywhere. And if you just kept on going up this thing, I think it's called the Five, you'll run into Oregon, and then you'll eventually get to Portland. They're also there. E-A-Z-E.com. Go get it. I saw another billboard on uh, Harrison this week. Yes. My uh, Our connected, he said, they've spent a decent amount of money on billboards. They're, they're everywhere. I saw one in L.A. when I was down there. Well, we're glad they're spending money on podcasts, and we're glad that you guys are supporting them, EAZE.com. Podcast also brought to you by MyBookie. First round, upsets, all that stuff. Final four, that's over, but the Masters is here. And uh, you can bet at mybookie.ag with the promo code HAM when it comes to uh, all the Masters action. Yep, guy, mybookie.ag. I know there's been some riffraff on uh, Twitter about them. I've always supported them. They've had my back. I've never had a problem, guy. I've been gambling with them consistently for years. 
They got the Masters. I just They just delivered me money after I won it on the match play. Nice. Uh, it's no problem. You get a 50% de- uh, bonus. Again, if you want, you can decline. 50% bonus if you want decline because it does roll over, and then you have to spend that bonus, which you don't just get free money. This isn't This is a business. But the great thing to me, what I love about my bookie guy, is the options you have to bet on, like the Masters. You can bet not just on the winners, which we've talked about, Rory, heavy favorite, Tiger, Justin Thomas, all those guys. A couple bets I've liked, you can bet on top five, top 10, and top 20. So your odds go way down, but you can like get Tiger Woods three to one to get in the top 10, you know, or I'll find you one like uh, Bubba Watson is also three to one just to get in the top 10. I, I like some of the top 10 and top 20 bets more than I just do like the outright winner because the one thing in golf you know if you put 100 bucks on Tiger to win at 14 to 1 if he gets third yeah it's great for your Tiger but you don't win any money HAM1 that's the promo code on on my bookie I uh, I do think John that uh, let, let's just since we're just talking about let's talk about that specific thing with Tiger Tiger is a top 10 guy um, that feels more to me like 2019 Tiger then the all or nothing will he win or will he not? This has been. I, I, I said I said three to one. It's a hundred. You win one hundred and twenty. So you, the odds aren't great. Okay. Well, so so odds are just not just in terms of Tiger. Like I asked you on the last podcast, do you can you picture the you? I said, do you think he's going to win? And then you said it this way. Like, can you just picture Tiger? Can you picture him doing it? Like I have a hard time picturing that, but I do not have a hard time picturing Tiger like third group on Sunday, just playing in a – just like, you know, I feel like he'll fall he'll be like 14th and then he'll be 7th. Like that to me kind of feels like what's going to happen this week. I, I am starting – again, I'm a little bit of a homer starting to envision him playing well <clears throat> and having a chance to win. Because I, I don't think right now if I told you – just going to pick a name out of a hat, like Bryson DeChambeau, do you picture him like – I'm holding up a trophy. They put a jacket on you. So do you picture them getting a jacket on you? You know, it's, it's just really hard. This is – Tiger had a great quote yesterday. He's like, I don't need to win again this tournament to ever validate. He hasn't won the Masters since 2005. 2005. Think about what you were doing in 2005. So it's been – we talk about it like, Tiger owns the goddamn Masters. Well, kind of. Back in the early 2000s, he did. It's been a long time. But he's like, I want to win. And I think when you watch him talk yesterday, and I watched his press conference, he does, he's pretty confident. And I saw Justin Thomas had a good quote, who was the, their practice round, unlike my guy Tyler Raber that couldn't even get Danny Willett to invite him. The, the Tiger group was Tiger, Justin Thomas, and Freddie. That was the practice round group. And they asked Justin after, you know, what's it like? What's Tiger like? He's like, well, and Justin's tight with him. Like they are, I think that's his closest young friend. And Justin's like, well, he's not as open anymore. You know, he's just like he's not giving. Hey, you know, you want to leave the ball short on this? Like he's just trying to win. The competitor, yeah, which is good. And I think Justin would tell you that's a fucking badass. Yeah, it's like because Barry Bonds not sharing teammate uh, hints with his teammate on how to hit. Don't you think that all those guys, Justin, Spieth, you name it, any guy under thirty-five, if they're like, you can be in the mix in the Masters, who would you want to be around? Like they would want Tiger because it makes it more important. It makes more eyeballs. Now, yeah, might, but I don't think people used to feel that way. No, they don't. But I'm saying that all those guys want Tiger. That's what's cool about it now. I just Yeah, it, Tiger in his prime, nobody would have said that because they were terrified. Guys, but, I, but I always go back to 
I don't think those guys were really as good. When you look back at the bot, like sometimes I'll just end up on Golf Channel and they'll have like the the 2002 PGA Championship <laughs> and Tiger will be winning by five and they'll go to the other body types. I'm like, oh, this fat fuck. Oh, this guy. Ugh. Now it's just like, I think beside Phil, the, the talent is so good. So these guys are just way better. And you're right. They, they never experienced that. But I think they like the juice. You know, there's a juice. 100%. Tiger being there. I heard somebody say, I heard a sports talk, sports talk host today say, uh, this morning, uh, you know, you you wonder what what the sport will be like without Tiger when he's gone. And I'm like, no, we don't wonder. We had 12 years of it, but we all know exactly what it's like. And so do these players, and they know their lives were better when he was great. Their lives are better now because he existed, and their lives are better today because he's back. Yeah, it's to me there. There's an elephant in the room, like in the NBA. There, Michael may never come again, but Kobe came, LeBron came, Zion will – like other guys will come that will really matter, right? Football, much more turnovers, no problem. You could make the argument that this is a once-in-a-lifetime thing, right? Tiger. It is. John. Half black, half just machine, half, just – he just – he His resonates with every community. His fucking name is Tiger. In a sport that was just all white. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's there's nothing. White, that... fat, racist, uh, uh, super – even the white people guy didn't relate to most white people because most people just got oh, – only rich people play golf. Right. And, Ti- and Tiger was born into this family of a former Marine. They didn't – it's not like they, they were poor. You know, he, he, didn't, he didn't grow up rich. Now, he was so good at golf. My dad used to always say, like, you know, it's kind of fucked up all these courses in Southern California because Tiger was so good. Like, Torrey Pines or whatever used to let him be just an honorary member. And then when he got really big and, like, got right on the PGA Tour, he stopped going back to some of their PGA Tour events. Now, when you read the book, you realize, like, Earl was running his life. So I don't know if it was even Tiger's decision. But, like, if I gave this guy a free membership at, like, 15, and then I host a PGA Tour event when in five years when he's the biggest thing in the world, like – Bro, you could do me a favor and come back to my tournament just once, and he just never did. And it, that's the thing about Tiger; he's so beloved, but it, it's pretty well documented. He's kind of a dick, or at least he was. I I actually think he's matured a little bit when you watch him talk and the way he interacts. Again, relative to him. Yeah, I, no, I agree with you. I think he has too. Did you, by the way, unrelated to Tiger, did you see the Brooks Kepka Brandel Chambly thing today? They get after it. Well, no, but so Brooks apparently. Um, uh, went on this diet that was like 1800 calories a day. Like that's not a lot of oh, calories. So, someone told, someone tweeted at me, like I wouldn't bet on Brooks. He's lost a lot of weight. Yeah. And so there was some thought, like, was it a medical issue? But now there's a belief that he was just doing it for ESPN, the body issue. He wanted to cut, like he wanted to lean up a little bit, still be jacked. Wasn't, wasn't his body fine with the way it was? Well, yeah, maybe, he had, I don't know. Maybe he had love handles or something. So this is, this is Shambly's quote. For him to change his body and body chemistry for chemistry reasons for a vanity shoot is the most reckless self-sabotage that I've ever seen of an athlete in his prime, end quote. Well, in fairness to Brandle, this guy had four career wins and three of them were majors. So it's like this guy could be a legend. If he did it for ESPN the body issue, who's going to disagree with Brandle? You agree that Brandle's on to something? If this was not like a medical issue, if he did it for ESPN the magazine photo shoot, yes. Didn't he? But he prefaced it right by saying, "If this was yeah, for he said for him issue. to change his body for vanity reasons, 
for a yeah. vanity shoot, which is what people think. Now, is it self-sabotage? Like, is he trying to fail? I that's I don't know about that, but it's but I, by that definition, well, no. But by Brandel's definition, the one thing he hung his hat on, guy, was like, God damn, Brooks Kepka's the longest guy we've ever seen, right? He hit the ball a mile. Yeah. Well, it's crazy. It's wild. If he if he like fades. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's on an eight now. I think his diet's probably. But he only wins back. majors. That's his thing. Yeah. Right. Well. Exactly. And he'll have the I told you so at the end if if he pulls it off. But anyway. So did he fire back at Brandel? All I've seen is Brandel's quote so far. Gotcha. Did you see? You know, he actually looks pretty good. I guess he's lost some weight. Is Magic the Magic every morning? Jog, like he jogs around L.A. Like Magic Johnson jogger. jogs around L.A. Well, he's just a jogger. Like that's his. He might lift too, but he legit jogs every day. Wow. You know, like you know what's an, good, under, an, an underrated skit was. Remember, Clinton was a jogger yeah. when Clinton was also a binge eater, and the Saturday Night Live skits where he'd be jogging and they'd always end up at McDonald's yes. and they just fucking fired yeah, him and Tim Meadows and yeah. Great. That is, I mean, some of the great comedic TV that's ever existed. Do yeah. you agree there? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> him always ending up in McDonald's fantastic and i think most people can relate to that it's like i'm jogging all i want to do is just slam a big mac so Woj reported that uh luke walton and all the coaches thought they were going to be fired like immediately after their last game which was last night yeah obviously that didn't happen because magic quit publicly like he did the press conference didn't tell genie didn't want to tell genie my favorite part i think of the press conference was one of the ones that you sent me was when someone asked him about Rob, and he's like, Rob, Rob, that's that's up to Jeannie, you know? Well, he did a classic Stephen A. Smith. The guy asked, do you think Rob is the right guy to be the GM? Then he re-asked the question, Magic yeah. does. Do I think Rob is the right guy to be the GM? <laughs> Just trying to so buy getting, three seconds. Yeah, he's trying to buy some time to put his – I thought that was the biggest, oh, my God, this guy thinks Rob's kind of a clown. Like, you don't – if you like the guy – because I, I thought that it came away. I don't think he thinks Luke's a good coach, but I do think he likes Luke. He didn't take any shots really at Luke. That was like the, the clip I sent you. He's like, yeah, a lot of people think he has some bag, and he stopped himself. Yeah, from I was saying like, baggage. Is he about to say baggage? Who fucking brings that up? I mean, that was nuts. I think he realizes. Say what you want about Magic. Might be a little lazy when relative to the NBA GMs. He is a good human, and I think he treats people really the right way. I think Polinka, some of the stories I've read, you sold me that Stephen A. was saying that everyone hates him in the league. I think he might just be a bad guy. And I think Magic realized, like, I'm kind of in bed here with a bad guy. And I love Jeannie because I think the Magic probably views the Bus family beside his own family like he'd take a bullet for him, right? The Bus family means everything to him. But I think he thinks that Rob Polinka is a bad human. Like, that was one take. You're not going to read that or hear that anyway because he said so much. But I think that's where he was like, this is – I'm just in bed with the wrong guy in a job I don't want to do, and I don't need any of this. Like if he had lo- like if he had been Bob Myers, I, I would he have done that? I don't know. When you don't respect a guy, you might do something kind of crazy. Well, that's the thing with him, right, is like – because I heard someone say like Magic's not a quitter. Well, like he's not... quit like three things, right? Right, I know. But, but <laughs> that's why I was like, well, wait a second, what? But I think that the addendum is like, well, he's not a quitter – but he also doesn't need to hang around for stuff that he doesn't think is going to work. Well, if you quit coaching after 16 games, a talk show after three months, 
And then something like this, this actually he did this for what, like a year and a half, two years? Because he had a couple free agent classes now, two years, two drafts. Is that quitting or is that just not wanting to stick up? I, I don't know. Yeah, I, well, I would say like the TV show just didn't work. The TV show well, wasn't working. Well, I heard someone say that if you go back and research it, the producer, whoever his like right-hand man was, you know, what? who's Johnny Carson's right-hand guy? Ed uh, McMahon. Yeah. So I don't know if it was the guy sitting next to him or the guy that produced the show said whenever the show ended and Magic quit, said that they would be doing rehearsals, and Magic didn't even show Like Magic didn't give a fuck. <laughs> so it was actually that one I would not well, use as an example. Well, look, I'm me. not saying – I don't know that he – I'm just saying that's what I, – I heard somebody who kind of knows him say Magic's not a quitter. Now, maybe they're just defending him. But I, I, But my point is just not everything you leave is quitting because you just quit. Now, maybe he did. Maybe it just was like he kind of like it wasn't fun for him anymore. It wasn't the grind. But when you don't need it, and he didn't need it, maybe that's maybe, you know, maybe Jerry West just emotionally needs it in a way that Magic, in a way, doesn't need it, right? Neither one of them need needs the NBA. But J- Jerry gets something out of it that maybe Magic doesn't get out of it. But I, I would also bet Jerry would tell you, in deep down honesty, like Magic's success as a player can never be topped by even winning championships as an exec. Jerry West won one fucking championship as an exec. Think about that. One. As a player. And he went there a bunch, but he, or as a player. Yeah. As an exec, he won countless. So he actually became— Yeah, but don't you feel like if the, if this team was a, was like the four seed in the West, would Magic have just quit or whatever left? It, it, <laughs> your first gut reaction, the main reason Magic said I'm out. LeBron, the him— Knowing that Genie didn't want to fire Luke, and he knew that he couldn't not fire Luke. Uh, Rob, just the drama of clutch always around him. What would you, if you had to bet? Let's do the thousand dollar bet again. What would you put the number one reason that was driving him? The grind, just like God, I don't want to go into the office today. That he wasn't able to do what he wanted to do. That's to me is number one. That he like I'm giving up my some of my life for this. And I don't even get to run it the way I want to run it. I don't need. I don't need to put my name on something that I'm not actually getting to make all the decisions on. Like because I'll tell you this, John. I think if LeBron James had never come to the Lakers, okay, and uh, Paul George did. Like if Paul George came to the Lakers, LeBron never did. It was just Paul. It's going to be like your team. LeBron just resigns in Cleveland, and Paul says, "Fuck it, I'll go and, to Lakers." Yeah. Okay. Fine. Now it's going to be my team in L.A. Okay. And it was Magic's co- It was a coach that Magic had hired, and the and the Lakers were the six seed this year, or the five seed in the West. I think Magic would be. I think there'd be no end in sight if it was a coach he wanted. That, you know what everyone would be saying? Like, God, he's got this thing rolling. Yeah, I, 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 I don't. I don't think for him it's about necessarily the failure of not winning so much as feeling like we're not even making progress, and I don't even get to do the stuff I want to do. One thing resonated with me watching him talk, and I was glued. I mean, I've never – I've watched a lot of press conferences in my life. That one's an all-timer. Because people would walk by. He'd be like, Jim Gray, what up, dog? Who's you the one me? person he says, like, only you know what happens here, Lucy or Tammy or – Well, he's like uh, Julia or something. His PR lady's like, Julia didn't even want me to talk, but I had to. And I love you, Julia. You're my, you're my girl. And he's like, oh, Ramona, you called me earlier? It was crazy. It was – but he's a cl- like to me he he did say like I'm a deal maker like and he's a deal maker because he is Magic Johnson but his personality is just is pretty special right he has a special personality yes. he's a unifier he, he he's incredible 
And I think he thought like, well, I can talk about other players. You know, just the NBA is kind of hypocritical this way. Everyone's cheating their fucking ass off. I mean, the Warriors recruited Kevin Durant for like two years. You just can't be public about it. And, and I think Magic's like, I'm so rich and powerful. I can't fake it. I, I can't. I'm not a faker. I'm just a talker. And he couldn't do it. Like, you do have to be able to just fake it. Like, did did Daryl Morey and Chris Paul never talk to the last second when he's like, uh, I want to come there. Sign and trade done in a minute. Like, the, the NBA is very fraudulent that way. The tampering runs rampant under the radar. Now, the, the reporters kind of know about it, but they don't really talk about it. Like, Kawhi Leonard. You know that the Clippers have had a representative at every Toronto home game this year? Every single one. They have some exec there. I think they might have moved him up there. Put him in temporary housing. I don't know, but he's there every game. Look how nuts that is. Like, to me, that type shit, like, that would not be allowed in the NFL. I don't even know if David Stern, like, Adam Silver's kind of a pushover. But for some reason, he kind of took advantage of Magic, even though Magic was somewhat harmless. But he wasn't because I think the elephant in the room was, well, still the Lakers. And if he's talking like this, he is going to steal some of our guys. At least do it under the micro or under the radar where we don't have to read about it every day, even though we know it's happening. Yeah, but there's a difference between it happening and it being just like the stories that dominate your entire seasons. Like that's what you ma- can't. But have. he's ma- but he's Magic Johnson, so anything he says is going to be much bigger than like, you know, something that some random like Lawrence Frank says. Now Lawrence doesn't even. You know, I'm just using an example of some random exec. So I, I think it was a double-edged sword because he's so famous. So even if he's joking around, like, off the cuff, like, oh, we're going to sign dudes. And he's, like, high-fiving David Ortiz and Alex. And it was and Jimmy Kimmel. It's awesome. to Yeah. I, I don't think he was trying to necessarily be malicious or anything. That's the thing that I think was driving him nuts is at his core he's not a, he's not a negative guy. Right. I think that's why he's one of the outliers on Twitter. Everything he's – he was always being positive in the dumbest way. Like, man, this Bill Belichick can coach. That would be his tweet. And then he would get roasted. Man, uh, Tiger Woods is a great golfer. But I, I think – I do think it was fair, real, right? Like if you I sat do. down next to him, that's what he would just – like he probably didn't actually physically tweet it. He probably had a social media manager like, hey, Magic, what do you think? He's like, man, this Bill Belichick can coach. <laughs> like, all right, that's a tweet. But I, And I think when you listen, he's not, a, he's not a guy driven by negativity. And I think that type job, when things go wrong – and it's what, I, I mean, maybe it's sick. That's why I like the media. I mean, most of our topics are going to tend to be negative. Like, the positive shit ain't going to sell. That's all they were talking and just crushing them. And having been in L.A. just that little week, people were so mad at LeBron. And obviously, when you run the team, I don't think people wanted to hate Magic. Like, the Lakers, he is their, like he's their guy, right? Magic, to me, is the Lakers even more than Kobe. Kobe might be currently the most famous Laker just because he's most recent, but Magic is like, they're Jesus. And it was starting to get ugly, and I think he hated that feeling. I, I, I will like, say this, though. I think this whatever's going on internally mattered more to him than what's happening externally. Like the Rob, Genie, Luke, LeBron, Maverick, all that stuff. Like there was plenty there that savvy amusing on Instagram was like, well down his list. People making fun of him on Twitter to me. I'm not saying none of that stuff matters. I'm just saying it seems like there were 19 different fires to put out within See, the I, building. Yeah, and one thing he said is because everyone crushed him. Like, I can't believe he didn't tell his boss. 
Well, he basically admitted the reason I didn't tell anyone is because then I couldn't have talked to you guys without it coming out and I wouldn't have been able to set it, like, say my piece. He knew even he loves Jeannie, he couldn't trust her. And it's kind of well documented now. On like, She talks Ramon about everything. Uh, Rob clearly just – I wouldn't trust the guy. I heard Chris Mannix did a podcast last night with Bill Simmons, like an impromptu. He said the one thing that people around the league say about Rob – is because he's kind of insecure about this job. He didn't hi- like Bob Myers has Larry Harris, like high level basketball people around him. He doesn't. He doesn't have an assistant GM like uh, Danny has that Dave Zirin guy. Daryl Morey's had all these guys that uh, run teams. Hinky Presty over the years, whoever. I don't know if Presty was Presty Houston guy, but like Rob, it's just Rob because he doesn't want to hire a basketball guy. It's probably twofold, right? Insecure that guy's gonna know more. Two, we can't trust him because he's not gonna have a good relationship with him. So it's kind of destined to fail. Like I would magic if you if you told me magic came into the job and he hired like they also paid Sam Presti ten million to basically be the GM. Like magic would be to me self confident enough and secure enough to be able to do something like that. Yeah, it Polinka, seems to happen a lot more in baseball. Polinka, honestly, guy looks like a pretty big fraud in this whole deal. Like is Polinka? It's Wednesday as we're recording this. Is he the GM by Friday? How can he be? I mean, yeah, I mean, he might be, but I'm just saying, like, this situation, it's not better today all of a sudden. Like, there's still still a mess. To me, I feel like there's a decent chance that Luke stays and he gets fired in the next couple days. Uh, well, clearly Luke's been picked. Right? You think, but if she if she goes and hires, like, you agree that Bob, like, what would you put percentage chance that Bob Myers the next general manager of the Lakers? Slim to none? I mean, what if they offered Bob Myers like $20 million a year? Seriously. It's such a weird job. I mean, yeah, $20 million. I mean, they don't offer him $20 million, but you let's have say to they consider offer, it. Let's say they offered him five years, $15 million a year. Would Joe just match it? He's not letting him go, right? I, would think, I wouldn't think so. Would Bob even want to leave? To me, there's a level now. He's, he's already being paid a lot. Like, why would he even? Because I was like, the challenge! The challenge of what? I, I don't think like buying a- in to the middle of a LeBron era is a winning formula. Because you get no credit if it works, and it's just it's pro- it might not work. When I when I see these names like Sam Presti, I watch some of the Thunder game. If Paul George hadn't gotten hurt this year, they'd be like a two or three seed. Like why would you? They, they got a good thing going. If you watch the Thunder, like they're a pretty fucking good team. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, why? I wouldn't leave that. Now everyone's like, OKC. Okay, yeah, when you're that rich, I mean, like you said, the job is. People think like, what's what's Sam Presti gonna do? Go to the beach every day? Like he's in the office. You know, he's. <laughs> He's at the Final Four. He's in the European League. You don't. Well, if you no, realize, God, he's just something... hanging out in Newport. Yeah, well, he's not. One thing I think is clear, like we always think, like, oh, you're going home. Well, uh, UCLA just hired a coach. Now it's UCLA, but they just hired a coach away from his hometown and his alma mater. Paul George had a chance to go to LA. Said, nah, I'm going to stay in Oklahoma City. Like when Mick you're Cronin rich, went to rich, Cincinnati, huh? Mick Cronin went to Cincinnati. Yeah, he's from Cincinnati. When you're wow. rich, rich, like you can just get home whenever you need. Like you don't need to be home all the time. And here's the other thing I was thinking about: when you're rich, rich, like if you're Paul George, when you're wealthy, rich, being home means a you're wealthy, and b you have something people want. Like people want tickets to the game where you are. Like it's kind of nice to not always be home all the time when you have stuff that people want. So now I'm not saying that applies to all, every GM too. I'm just saying like I think when you're we overrate like how great home is. But for rich people, you can just get wherever you need to be whenever you want to be there. It doesn't matter. You have multiple homes. There is no home. You just whatever. Wherever I am is where I am. Like, I don't think it's as big a pull when you're at that level. 
Well, that that's the one another positive for Bob is Bob went home, and it clearly means a lot to him being home for family yeah. reasons yeah. slash Warriors reasons. Right. Uh, I, I I think that it's even He's though unique, he though, went right? to, like he carried a Warriors ticket in his wallet since he was eight or something. Yeah, to me the franchise, but then like. Who leaves Steph and Clay in their prime, right? Well, that like, and also like, people, like he didn't just come home to come home. Like he came home with Joe. Le- like he came home with a legit ownership group. It turned out like he didn't just come to work for the Warriors just because. He gets to work with Steve Kerr. I may. I, I think Bob already makes like eight, ten million dollars a year. Like I, I think there is. I, I'm close to zero, and you never say zero. I'm not trying to be naive. I just live in the. It's the fucking Lakers. I get it. But to me, if LeBron wasn't there, let's say they had three max slots, LeBron wasn't there, and the Lakers came with some god offer, some huge offer. I was like, oh, it's a pretty unique opportunity. He did go to school there. Pretty sure Bob's wife went to UCLA, or he definitely met her down there. I'd be like, well, you got to worry about it. (laughs) I I think LeBron is the elephant in the room. Bob Myers, I think, would want no part. You don't go from Steph Curry to LeBron James. You just don't. Not, not. I mean, LeBron in ten years ago, hell yeah. If this was 2009 LeBron, I think it would be the best job in recent memory, right? But it's 2019. Well, I think, go- I, I think you're underselling like how good – like LeBron was the prize of the league 10 years ago. And rightfully so. He's the best no, player. I'm not underselling own. it. I'm just, Whatever. I'm just saying when you're LeBron's GM, you don't really get to be the GM. So it's never quite the job that – Well, Pat, Pat Riley did. Yeah, Pat – That Pat's a different animal though. Like – Surviving LeBron is not the norm. If you're if you're D Wade and Dirk, are you like Jesus? My my thunder got stolen a little bit last night. Dirk doesn't care. No, D Wade and D Wade fell off the table. They brought four guys to Dirk that never played and had nothing to do. Maybe they were just Dirk's heroes. They were. Dirk had a video that said here were the the people that I looked up to, and it was Detlef, Dikembe, Chuck, Scotty. Was there one other person? Sean Kemp. I didn't, was he there? You said to Kembe. I think it was Sean Kemp. Yeah. Oh. Um. But yeah, they. That's why those guys were there. I didn't see the that's video. What, okay. Okay. It looked that like Kembe in the photo. Are you serious? That was Sean Kemp. Yeah, it wasn't the Kembe. It was Sean Kemp. That makes a lot more sense now. Yeah, it, it was Sean Kemp because they uh, they hand Dirk the my, Dirk's best line was like, "Well, Cubes, you're gonna have a lot to live up to on my jersey retirement." Because it was because I kept thinking. I didn't hear him say that. I was like, why are these? Fu-? I mean, it was Larry fucking bird showed up. I mean, that's, oh, did I it see, was pretty yeah. impressive. I mean, the place was, it was awesome. I mean, it was, I didn't I got, watch I'm trying much to find the this. photo now. I can't believe that was Sean Kemp. It was Sean Kemp. Um, all right. I don't know if you saw, you know, Russell Wilson has not been signed yet, John, by the uh, Seahawks. Damian Woody. He is, he is under contract. He is under contract. Uh, Damian Woody tweeted, if you're the Raiders, why not put a call into Seattle? Seahawks want to be run first plus defense. Russell Wilson wants a new deal. I don't know if Derek Carr's. I don't know if John Gruden is sold on Derek Carr. His point is, would you offer two round picks for Russell Wilson if you were any team? And then he followed it up with, and if you're the Raiders, you have three firsts, so you could do it. Uh, I mean, like, what what's longer odds? Bob Myers becoming the Lakers GM or the Seahawks accepting two Raiders first round picks for Russell Wilson? Do the Raiders have $120 million to put in escrow to give Russell Wilson? Well, I mean, yeah, well, there's that too. But I don't even think would any – can you trade two first-round picks for Russell Wilson? 
two first round picks. I would not take. I mean, like that. that if thing John Snyder traded Russell Wilson for two first round picks, he should be fired on the spot. There is no way. I don't think he's trading for anything. I I, I said, what, what do you think Russell Wilson's worth? Someone tweeted at me like last week when this kind of just took off. I said four. But then if you think Khalil got four or two first rounders, Khalil Mack at 27 years old, I'd say a quarterback, a top five quarterback is worth more than double that, right? Who is, who the star power, I, I mean, Brady to me is the guy, but I, I'd say Russell is right there hand in hand with like Aaron Rodgers. You just say his name. He's so famous. And it, his fame, like if he went to New York, how famous would he go from what he is now to what he would be? If let's say the Giants traded five first rounders for him, how famous would he immediately be as a New York Giants starting quarterback? Would it be stupid? Like, would he feel like LeBron or something? Because he already feels like that. Kinda. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, NFL, since, you're yeah. already such a big star no matter where you are. But uh, he was a New York Giants starting quarterback with Saquon Barkley behind him in that division. Yeah, I mean, he'd be he'd be a massive star. Now, can you ever get to twice four ones, eight firsts? Right, like I think if how do you if it was Russell Wilson at 31 years old, like how, how do you justify that guy? You don't. The only way you justify it is by saying he's a malcontent. He won't play for us. And I don't think that's, knows that's there's a chance true. in hell that's happening. Like, the odds that this guy ever plays a snap in his prime for someone other than the Seahawks, it just seems. Well, it's April 10th. There was that deadline that leaked out that he told the Seahawks by the 15th. So they got five days. To do he what? Is... He's He's got a contract. Is he going to hold out? Well, I mean, what if he doesn't show up to OTAs? Okay. Do you think he shows up to OTAs? I don't know. I don't care if he shows up to OTAs. I care if he shows up week one of the season, which I got a hard time believing he's not doing that. In fairness to him, this year he's scheduled to make $17 million. So he is – he's dramatically underpaid, right? Well, I mean, he's a 25 to $30 million quarterback easily. So what if they said, we'll give you a $10 million bonus – and then we'll figure it out as we go, right? Well, at $10 million, your contract, like, would you do that if you were him? Or is it about the big, big deal? His agent, I don't think, would, because everything you I don't read think is like, like, if, like a, if you're determined to get paid, you don't do you that, ain't right? Doing a little, well, yeah. But here's the other thing. Like, you know, if you're, like, he's a free agent after this season. So you're getting, a, like, a contract's coming one way or the other, right? What, what, what would Howie Roseman do right now? What would Prague want to do? Wouldn't they want? Wouldn't they have tried to extend them last I year? I feel like they would have paid them already. Yeah. To well, me, they waited a little long on this. this I agree, but, th- but, but John, he's going to be a free agent. That, so how is he not getting a contract? <laughs> there's been an elephant in the room on this. Like they might not like him as much as people think they should like him. And I was thinking, like last night, if you were married to some girl that's like a nine or a ten, just this great girl, and everyone's like, God, she's the perfect wife. Usually when you talk to that guy, he'll tell you, like, the flaws or whatever. You know, it's not usually as happy as you think. And I would imagine when you're insulated and living in it, if you've got Schneider and Pete that probably like Russell, but just naturally, it's just human nature. You know, we wish he'd do this a little more, just, you know, things that, like, you know, and I can see there's things to them. I would imagine if you got true serum in there, they would tell you things that you're like, I can't believe they even think this way. But just when you live in it and you're just fucking consumed in it, shit crosses your mind. Then me, me and you that watch them five or six times a year and kick the Niners' ass for the last feels like decade. You're like, 
I swear to God, this guy might be one of the most entertaining athletes I've ever watched in my life. Because that's how I feel. Like, yeah, but but you know what, John? Like, regardless, because he of plays how, shitty sometimes, like one through three quarters. But that stuff would matter more, right? If he had three years left on his contract, but he doesn't. He has one year left on his contract. So whatever they think his flaws are or not, if they think they can get somebody better, then they should trade him right now for four first round picks and move but, on. But how could they possibly upgrade? Okay, so they got one year left on his contract. That's this year. So you know what's going to be worse than overpaying him now is him getting to free agency. But the, you know what they might tell you? There's this thing called the franchise tag. Okay, so you're going to tag him. But I don't see how that's productive. Like, if you think it's not a healthy relationship now, I don't see how him playing on the tag is going to be useful. <clears throat> well, think about the top quarterbacks in the NFL. Brady, Rodgers, Roethlisberger. Uh, some of the other ones are young. But Mahomes, those guys are never going to sniff a franchise tag. Think who gets franchised. Kirk Cousins, right? Yeah. They thought about franchising Foles as like the backup. Fran- like, you don't franchise Russell Will. That's unheard of. It's borderline unheard of. If do you he think plays he, the season, what do you think happens right now? now. I, I, I don't know. Do you think I, he shows up to OTAs? I do think where there's smoke, there's some fire. And there's, I do believe internally they view him differently than John Middlecoff says, talks about him. I think they see more flaws than the casual fan especially when you factor in like hey we're gonna pay this guy 25 percent of our cap now i go well you guys just traded all these other malcontents for him like what didn't you go all in on him and it worked he just had a borderline mvp season took you guys to the playoffs took you guys to the playoffs do you think he shows up at otas uh maybe not because you don't leak there's a date and then just like so your words mean nothing? His agent is a baseball agent, guys. So they're going to approach this a little more aggressively, I think, than some football agents. I, I would have a really hard time seeing him showing up if it gets to the point where they tag him. If, like, this year plays out, he doesn't have a contract, and then he gets tagged. You think he's at mandatory minicamp for veterans. Now, the thing with football is your quarterback shows up to all the minicamps because you throw, right? Foot, and it's not very hard. Like you said, how do you throw, how do you like it, it'd be one thing to me if he had three years left on it. He's got one year left on his contract. It is perfectly reasonable to me for a quarterback of his stature with one year left on his contract to expect a new contract before you play that year out. Him and Rodgers last year were in the same situation. They had two years left, right? They were going to get in this situation and they wanted to avoid it at all costs. So what did the Packers do? Just took care of him, got it out. It was like, oh my God, he got all this money. Yeah. No one even talks about it. Like, this is how I look at it. If you don't but, like him. But Green Bay liked Aaron clearly more than they like Russell. If you don't like Russell Wilson enough that you're willing to think that we can be better without him, that we can be just as good without him, if you hate him that much, that's one thing. But unless you hate him that much, you got to pay him. You can't do the, well, we think you're a $22 million quarterback, not a $29 million. Sorry, dudes. Like he's, t- he's Would you, if you If you were not comfortable with paying him, would you do four first rounders from the New York Giants? Four, seven, or six, 17, 2020s and 2021s? Because if you're the Giants, if, if you told Giants fans that offer gets you Russell Wilson, what do they all say? Yes. <laughs> Make the trade. But, it, right? but if you told the Giants that offer's on the table, could you get Gruden's three ones this year and a one next year? And then do you take back Derek? Just for like kind yeah, of. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just saying, like. If, if if you knew four ones would get it done for the Giants, you tell me so, nobody else would offer you a, 
four ones and two twos? I, I talked to someone in the NFL last night who's drafting, not a decision maker, but a scout on a team that's drafting in the 20s. He's like, I actually love where we're at because I think from 15 to 30 in this draft is a lot easier than the pressure of like, are we sure Bose is great? Like Quinn and Williams kind of one year. Like there's a, the, the top 10, there are a lot of good players, but and you and I have been talking about this for a while. Like it's going to be easy to take Devin Bush or Nikhil Harry at like 24. It's going to be hard. Like, do I really want to take Rashawn Gary at six? Right. <laughs> you know, but I got to take him there. Do I right. want to take Montez Sweat at seven? Do I, do I feel great about Nick Bosa too? Is, like it's, it, it's, I'm just saying, would four ones be the best offer you could get, or could you get a better offer for Russell Wilson? Could you get four ones and a two from the Raiders? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I th- you, like we're talking about a. I don't if know. you were if you were a Seattle Seahawk diehard, and you obviously Russell would probably be your favorite player ever, and I told you that they had just traded Russell Wilson to the Oakland Raiders for four first rounders, I'd and let's say Derek, I'd be furious. Wait, what's the point of this whole fucking thing? What, what was the point forever of being like, we made the greatest third-round pick. If Brady's the greatest sixth-round pick, you probably could argue, Russell Wilson, I'd have to do some research. The greatest third-round pick ever. Guy. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you this, John. You trade them, then, then they would go to the top of my list, Schneider and Pete, on like, I want the truth serum interview of just how, how, bad, how much you hated them. Well, because what would have been the point of all the hate that they clearly were down on all the other guys? <clears throat> so you didn't like any of them? Because right. clearly you're like, I'm tired of Richard, or Earl's flipping us off, and Bennett's politics, and uh, Cam's always pissed off about money. So you guys went, who they were, and they were always mean to our guy Russell, who all those guys were like, oh, they just love Russell. So it turns out that they actually didn't really even love Russell. Who, who do they like? I mean, were they, Brady? I don't know. The first that rounders would be the are craziest thing. If they were to trade Russell, it would show two things. Because there is the potential. I haven't read that much about it, but the owner did die. Who knows? Find it. And now he's so rich. But they, they just might be in a weird spot with the state tax. Who knows? Yeah. You'd think they have so much money it wouldn't matter. But did he have kids? I don't know if he did. I, that I don't know. So, but it does feel like they have so much money it wouldn't be a money issue. But if it was true that they didn't like Russell either, you'd be like – that's one of the most bizarre domino effects of a two-year run we've ever seen in pro sports. Because you you chose the guy, but then you're like, ah, I don't really feel him. So to Damian Woody's point, John, I would call. I would call. I would check. Got to be careful. Can't let it get out that you called if you got a quarterback. But well, I, I I would rather have the Raiders four twenty four twenty seven and the Raiders next year pick probably than the Giants next year pick if he was on the Giants. Yeah. Now, you could argue, even if he's on the Raiders, they're not going to suck. Because you put Russell Wilson on a team, they're going to be good. The Raiders, with Russell Wilson immediately, like, what would you pick them? Eight and eight? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> maybe not. I mean, ten wins. I might go ten. i go ten yeah, just for fun. They'd compete for the playoffs. Uh, do you want to pick this up later? or? Haberman's got to go to doctor appointment. All right, later. You got good hair day today. Thank you. We'll tell you how you can get it later. See ya. Later. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.